0: Welcome to Trash Compactor, I'm Josh, and joining me today is Johnny. Hello. Marie.
1: Oh, hello.
0: And Mickey. Hey. And today we're going to be discussing part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the finale of either season one or the series, depending on whether you think it's going to be a second season or not. So overall thoughts on the finale and I guess the show as a whole. John, let's start with you.
2: I uh, loved it. I absolutely loved the finale. Um, I, I really loved the show. Uh, I liked that it felt different from all the other things we've seen in Star Wars. I'm even talking about the films. Um, I thought it was pretty unique and that it seemed to be the most um, character-driven show, or at least story, out of all the Star Wars stories. Like, I feel like even more than The Empire Strikes Back even, they were really concentrating on the emotional effects that these um events happen happen to have on these characters. And then in the last episode, I really felt like they they uh still held on to that sort of conceit. Even in the spectacle of all the lightsaber fighting and stuff like that, they still put the camera right in you McGregor's face to show how hard everything is and all the re- repercussions were felt from it. So yeah, a uh, big fan. And um I'm glad it happened. It it was something that I never thought we would ever see. And then it just kind of came out of the ether and it kind of gave me that feeling that I always thought the prequels should have been. So it kind of had a little bit of that in it as well. So I thought it was a good success.
0: Yeah, I agree on that point. Certainly, it does feel like what the prequels, you know, what you imagined the prequels would feel like is kind of what this show sort of was. And it's interesting, too, because you say it's the most character driven and really the whole excuse for this show is really about. Filling in this moment in Obi Wan's life, like not in terms of events, it's really about getting inside this character and how he shifts from who he is at the end of Episode Three to the Alec Guinness version that we see in in Star Wars. But Murray, overall thoughts?
1: Overall thoughts on the show is that I loved it. Like i I think because of like Johnny was saying, the character driven aspect of it and the struggles with like faith and all that stuff. I I probably like this better than Mando, but I will, I Mando to me, I feel like is the better show. I don't know if that's just because there's more of a room to play rather than just like six episodes. But I, to me, I like this more um, than the Mando, but I did not love the finale. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I had different. um, I didn't hate it, but I think, you know, episode five was so great. Episode three was so great. And I don't know. I didn't think I had high expectations, but I was just, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I didn't, I actually didn't want another, um, Obi-Wan Vader confrontation.
0: Oh, interesting. I wanted well, the, then. I
1: wanted the learner thing to come from literally the last thing, Obi-Wan, like the memory they have in that moment is he says like, that's why you're the Padawan or something along those lines. Um, I, so I didn't like that. I felt like the last episode it was almost like a checklist of like, all right, so in new hope he calls him Darth, so let's let's like close that loop because that makes it sound like a first name because it was, and then like, you yeah. know, make sure he says hello there, and then make sure that we have the 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 learner master moment. Like it just felt like they were just like closing all all these loops, and um, so I didn't really like that, and then. I'm sure it has something to be said about me, but then a uh, spoiler alert when Qui-Gon shows up for like half a second and he does that fucking like bullshit, like footprints in the sand poem. Like, no, I was here the whole time. You just couldn't see it. And then like Obi-Wan's like all super excited about it. I'd be like, screw you, man. Like I'm hanging on by a thread, almost dying. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I was here. You just weren't ready for me. You know, I've been talking to Yoda for 10 years, but no, by all means. Like, so I had Fuck different. You, bro exactly right then well i'm the same way in empire strikes back when vader crawls out to luke and luke's like father it's like since when is he your father he's third vader like i know he. you just found out that he's your dad but like come on don't <laughs> you're like bringing the familiar like um family familiarity a little t- father like bro he's been your dad for like 10 minutes and you hated him up until then mm-hmm. yo know, yeah, you
0: know, well i get that but that's only if you read qui-gon's line as he was withholding contact not that that Obi Wan hadn't, you know, achieved the uh what? the inner peace or forgiven himself or whatever he had to do inside what?
2: himself to be able to see and hear him. Yeah, well and it's just for Obi Wan to see him until he was ready to see him. Like Qui-Gon couldn't do anything about it.
1: It's like the dude's hanging on by a thread and it's just like, uh you know, I don't know, like uh um, No, I mean I feel you I
0: mean, like, there's something so but there's something interesting there when Luke is calling out for Ben when he's hanging from the weather vane or whatever Mm -hmm. on on Cloud City. You know, why doesn't he show up for him then? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, what's why? Because he's not even in Empire. He's not even calling out for Obi-Wan when he's freezing to death. Right. He's not doing this journey of self-discovery and forgiveness and everything like that. And. Obi-Wan's like, hey, buddy, go talk to my dude. He'll square you up. And now in this, he's literally like, Master, please help me. He's coming. He's stronger than me. I don't know what to do. And Qui-Gon's just like, well, maybe if you believed in me more...
0: No, but that's sort I... of what I'm saying because in that same moment that I'm talking about of Luke and Empire, he's desperate, he's panicking, and he's like freaking out, and he's calling to Obi Wan, and he's not showing up. Like I think that there's an argument to be made that like the state of mind that you're in like has an effect, but I don't want oh, uh, we'll to get we'll go back to that. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah put a
2: pin in that. We'll return to it. okay. <laughs> well,
0: for potentially a contrarian opinion, uh, Mickey, what did you think of the show and this episode, or <laughs> or whatever you thought?
2: Meh, just
3: like just <laughs> not. To me, not good. In fact, and I actually think this episode is like the perfect distillation of everything I thought about the series not being good. Um, it had all its faults. Where, where I think Five was amazing. I actually think Five was a standout episode that I actually enjoyed. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to end strong. Because the first four to me were just like, this is just not bad Star Wars. I, I, I had no issue with this as a Star Wars fan. But to me, it was just bad TV um, up until Five. And I Five was like, oh, okay, all right. They're hitting their stride. They're doing something. And then... And then it just fell apart again, I think in six year. Um, just, I think the, they're doing good character work. They're doing good stuff. I, I, I think, um, Eric McGregor is doing the greatest acting of his of his life and that, mm-hmm. and they're failing at everything else just to get certain, like, you know, like Murray saying certain beats in to, to what, to let um, or McGregor do this great act and what he's doing, but they're just, they're kind of skimping. I think, on actually making anything coherent um and anything actually makes sense and it just seems like they don't care if um physics matter Um uh, or any like basically when they like in the I, episode three when they did the tunnel stuff i was like this is insane this is <laughs> insane they just do not care <laughs> um and, that, and that's been my ride throughout this entire show i feel wait what what tunnel stuff are you talking about that they didn't I, pass I, each other in the tunnels that three different people just did not pass, like it just they like and maybe there's a reason. And the thing is they could have easily explained a reason, but they just didn't because I just feel, again, that there was somewhere in create in, in the creator, somewhere along the line between director, writers, you know, the producer, something, they just did not care about I think trying to make an actual TV show coherent. They were just making content.
2: It's funny because mm. I always I mean, I, I, I kind of put the benefit of the doubt out there that there was more than one entrance to the tunnel, so it wasn't just like one. Entrance one, exits. Well, as Which is, as there could have I, been like five entrances and five exits. Like, so, like with stuff like that, I'm always like, yeah, you know?
1: yeah. But it's like, but the the kind of onus is on the viewer to piece together in a assumption. visual medium something that they're not showing you or even yeah. telling you. So, but, like, I, mean, I, I they ever done that? that? Was, yeah, I brought that up yeah. too. Like at during the episode,
2: but like I feel like, yeah, but they never like, really explain how anything works in any of the movies. They just. Are there like the magnetic fields in the Phantom Menace, or how the how Cloud City works, and like we just no, but that's that, a like, much bigger scale y- than you know
1: making it seem like there's one just one tunnel and three different people or four different people are in it and sure. nobody crosses paths.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, so that's an interesting thing because like my my assumption for the tunnel thing was that like with any underground network of tunnels where you're smuggling things, my Sense from it was that it was kind of like a maze down there, so uh,
2: yeah, that's what I got too.
1: I was taking it like the great escape, like Tom, Dick, and Harry, three different tunnels, like
2: not I was, one would. I was thinking like the catacombs under Paris or something like that, like yeah, uh, so like so. Well,
0: because it was like a mining settlement, right? The duel between Vader and Obi Wan, like happened in like a mine, uh, a refinery uh sort of or a something. place, so so, yeah. so I thought that the reason why that was the way they were smuggling out Jedi and stuff was because they had this whole work of abandoned.
1: That's a very,
3: mm. very good point. But then to me, it's like, that explains why they didn't cross paths, but then like, why would they have put Leia on the longer path? If And how could Reva actually find the shorter path well, to, to cut so, her off?
1: Oh, oh so so wow. The point now is, we're getting into... <laughs> no, but so, so the
3: point is, though,
0: I do think there's something in what you're saying, Mickey, though... I happen to not agree with you on this particular point because I think it's a case of, you know, like I'm always complaining in shows and movies when they feel the need to explain everything. You know, there are certain lines or certain moments and things where it's like, oh, like the only reason that that is there is to cut off a critique at the past, right? So, mm-hmm. what I am sympathetic to is this idea of like, why does this exist and why does this exist in this form? Mm-hmm. Mm. The reason and- why this exists is because this huge corporation spent billions of dollars on this property and they need new content. I mean, that's why it exists. <laughs> the, the, the other interesting thing is that I was reading in an interview with the original writer of the movie version of this. He basically said that in his iteration, there were actually three movies. It was a trilogy of movies. And what this first season was was what happened in his script for the first movie. But instead of two hours, they made it into a six hour hmm. uh, TV series because Solo didn't make enough money and they pivoted to streaming. So, okay. so so you know, when you say, Mickey, this is bad TV in your estimation, I'm not unsympathetic to what you're saying because literally why this exists in the form that this exists has nothing to do with the inspiration to tell a particular story and finding the medium and the format that most suits that story. It's like all of these decisions are completely driven by sort of financial corporate strategy considerations, which like on one level, yeah, like that sort of drives me nuts. And like, I think whether or not, for me at least, like you can put that out of your head and sort of enjoy it for what it is. I mean, that's sort of where I land on that.
3: And that's, that's um, how I land on, I think, I, with, you know, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and with Bubba Fett. It's like, yeah, th- this wasn't, you know, great prestige TV in any sense, but it was pulpy enough and fun enough for me to enjoy. And it didn't make, mm-hmm. to me, it just, like, and, like, it doesn't make, like, the fight, like, basically Reva getting to Tatooine fast enough to have her showdown the same time Obi-Wan's having his showdown to then he can get back to Tatooine fast enough. Yeah. And it's like, they didn't have to do that. Like, they could have spread those out. Mm -hmm. and I just really I'm actually really curious like what's going on behind the scenes with the writers with the producers who's making decisions to be like this is the this is like the pacing and the editing we want that just to
2: me this wasn't good well just wasn't I would yeah I I would think I'm sympathetic to that idea too that they fast traveled a little bit too much in the last episode but at the same time those are things where I was just like I could easily just brush that to the side uh for the sake of the story and for the sake of uh, the how engaged I was to the conflict
1: yeah I think with. Like where I'll like agree and disagree with Mickey is I feel like they do like cut corners and, but I wouldn't say that they didn't care. I want to say that all the decisions they made were like, not like, I don't care. Just do it. I think it was more like, um, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but they just kind of like put their heads together and be like, all right, this is the best way to to do this because we can't show all of this. So there is a level of not caring, but not in the sense of like, I don't care, just fucking do whatever you want. Like it was more like a educated, not educated, but like thought out like edits. And and then when they kind of ran into a wall, there's like, is this wall worth taking down or just like, like bypass it and just like let them fill in the gaps or, I don't know, I'm not explaining it well, but you know, I know my other about. thing
0: with the my other thing with the fast travel was like once again i guess i wasn't reading the intercutting literally Like these things are literally happening at the same time, like the same way in The Empire Strikes Back, like we were talking about on The Empire Mm -hmm. episode. Like there's a way to read it when you're intercutting between what's going on on the Falcon and what's happening with Yoda and Luke on Dagobah. Like the way it's presented, the way that it's intercut, you're left with the impression that these things are happening at the same time, though that's not necessarily... What the internal logic of the universe is like—it doesn't really matter. Like you could read it that way, but I think that's for the sake of simplification. The only thing I will say is that I don't know that they needed to be intercut. That's the thing, need- and
2: I was going to that's, say. That's, that's, um, that, that's, that's yeah. exactly you, where Yeah. You brought up the Empire Strikes Back too, which is like possibly possibly my favorite movie of all time. So mm. I will defend it to the grave. But uh, <laughs> I also do think that. I also do think that 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 is almost like a fault of the movie a flaw of the movie though is that there's no like because they intercut everything at the same time because of the language of editing and filmmaking and cinema we over the course of decades have been taught to uh, we we are literate in a sense to 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 interpret that as happening at the same time. Yeah. Unless something tells you different music And other movies use, exactly. And other movies do that to throw to, almost as like a shock where they like intercut things and you're like, oh my God, they're in the same room. And then like, all of a sudden they, there's a reveal that they're not in silence the same room. Sounds like of the Lambs, baby. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or speed. How about the, the, I was just going to say the, the cinema <laughs> classic speed, you know, and it's like the same sort of thing. So. Uh, so it could be considered like a flaw and, uh, but you know, you're right, Josh, like it doesn't necessarily mean that, but I think we've been taught to digest film mm-hmm. that way. So obviously like I felt it, like I was like, oh, well, is this happening at the same time? And then I think Obi-Wan even stops and goes like, Luke, and then he runs into his jet. And it's like, yeah. well, that basically means it's happening right yeah. now, you know, yeah. and this no, is having a yeah, force the vision. Point, think... So like,
0: sure. So sure. But, but there's. Know? So but there's like the dramatic construct, though, I that agree. like, for example, like in The Godfather.
2: Never heard of it.
0: Yeah. Shame on me for invoking such an obscure <laughs> obscure film to make a point.
2: It's it's kind of like Fast and Furious, uh, but... but no cars. <laughs> oh, it is all family.
1: Yeah. Family. yeah yep.
2: Got it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But like uh, the very famous end sequence with the baptism and the assassinations happening Mm -hmm. all simultaneously, like it works as a dramatic construct. I don't think you are meant to necessarily literally think that this guy is shot and then the next guy is shot and then the next guy is shot. They all may be happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. They all may be happening within the same five minutes or within the same 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain... I keep using this term dramatic construct where it's creating the impression of something to communicate an idea. Now that sure. said, I don't know what the idea in this instance was yeah. except for the fact that like a lot of shit is going down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because well, even in
2: that, the, the Godfather, like the Godfather, it's it's not geographic centric. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's happening in Nevada or in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, because Michael Colorion doesn't have to get to every, every thing. Like
2: Exactly. But so in in this episode, uh, it does matter where they are. So why is So that's I think that's, that's the main difference as to why one doesn't matter when you're watching it and one does. But at the same time, like I don't care. Like, it, it, it still worked dramatically for me. Why
1: does she go there, though? That's my, get my revenge, question. She yeah.
2: hates Anakin so much. She
3: wants Anakin to hurt. But Anakin and does. And she wants to kill, yeah, his kill his son. Her, uh, and so the no... only thing she
2: knows she can do to hurt Anakin is to kill her son. Know? How I does she know it's his I son? I don't think she knows it's, that's exactly it. Actually, I I kind of disagree with this. I, I don't necessarily think she's going there to... Uh, I don't think she's going there to hurt Anakin. I think she's going there to hurt Obi-Wan because in the message, it doesn't say, uh, Bail Organa doesn't say Luke. He just says the children and he doesn't even say Anakin's children. So, and, and, she knows it's a message for Obi-Wan Kenobi. But nobody would know. Exactly. So I agree with you, Murray.
1: Except for Obi-Wan and,
2: and, and Bail. And, and May would know. Exactly. That. And she's dead. And I agree with yeah. you, Murray. I think I think she went there to hurt Obi-Wan as one final mm-hmm. act of revenge against him well, to kill a kid. But what was and then her... And she realized that she couldn't do it. This time, I apparently. think it was just like... but I, I think it was just one of those things where it's like uh, he wasn't there to help her. And she wanted him to feel... Like Darth Vader wanted Obi-Wan to feel the pain that he went through. Yeah. She's so like, I'm going to set you on fire. I'm going to torture you. And I think with, with her, she's like... I want the blood of children on your hands. I guess I I guess I I want you to 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 live the sin that you've committed that she thinks that he committed upon her, you know? Okay. That's why I think she's actually trying to get revenge on Obi-Wan, not that. Okay,
1: I guess I don't that was just muddy to me because it seemed very much like her role in it was done in episode five where Her and Obi-Wan have like a heart to heart, and then Vader comes clean that, like, yeah, no, I've known this whole time, you idiot. Like, (laughs) and then, um, And then, so it's like, what? So I just didn't understand. Like, to me, that was one of the things, like, it seemed like closing the loop. Like, oh, fuck, we got to bring Luke back into this. All right, let's have her go after. And I just don't know if people stopped and were like, but why? Like, it felt very much like Jurassic Park. Like, you're too busy wondering if you could. You never thought if you should. Yeah. And so. Well,
0: maybe there's something I'm missing then, because I've read a bunch of people online are very mad at the fact that Reva's alive and she knows that. Luke exists and that's, like, a problem for canon or something. Like, you know, no one should know. But nobody
1: knows who he is, though. Yeah, she
0: doesn't know who Luke is. So maybe they're wrong. Because she
1: didn't kidnap Leia because she, like, that was Darth Vader's daughter. She kidnapped Leia to draw out Jedi because of how Mm -hmm. they they leave a trail by having to do the right thing. So she took a gamble that they were going to invoke the Jedi specifically Obi-Wan probably knowing that he was one of the last ones left to do it. No, well she
0: knew that Obi-Wan and Bail Gana were friends. Yeah,
2: and so Right. So, so. if you kidnap Bail's daughter, it had yeah. nothing to do with Anakin. Yeah, like don't no don't one think, knows that right. Luke and Leia are Anakin's kids. Yeah, and I
1: think that's a thing except of the Except for fans, the Except for their parents. I think that's the thing of the fans getting so wanting to be outraged so quickly that they don't stop and think about it. So they're like oh, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, just because yeah. you're misunderstanding it doesn't mean that it doesn't make any sense. Like, they're yeah, filling in gaps that aren't back... there.
2: Yes, because if you go back and watch the tape of the hologram footage, like, it's all staticky, and he's like, he's like, the children are like, uh, go back, uh, like, like, he, like, what? Go back, if you can't defend Leia, ecstatic, like, something like, I'm going to Tatooine to see Owen we have to protect the child, and like mm-hmm. that's all she knows. It's not like Luke Skywalker, yeah. The other or thing, Skywalker, you know.
0: The other thing also is that you could read it as Riva is kind of is kind of down for the count now, and this is a way to force another confrontation where Obi Wan will have to engage her.
1: I I guess uh, I just don't uh, know what her. Maybe she doesn't either. Maybe I'm um, that's where I'm misunderstanding something. But it just seemed like like shoehorned in, like, all right, we need them to have a confrontation. They need them to have a confrontation. And then like, I don't know. I was, I was telling Johnny, I was almost expecting some sort of like Jurassic Park again with the same reference, like that the Raiders were going to end up saving Luke, not like to save him, but just because of like a trespasser. They're trespassing on their territory or something. Or, or something like Mm -hmm. where Luke was going to lead her into that kind of dangerous territory. Um, yeah, oh, that's, that's what I thought was going to happen. It would have but... been
2: kind of funny if she got like pot shotted from like a, uh, Tuscan Raider <laughs> yeah, at like, some point. But...
1: Well, it just, it just didn't seem weird. And then again, like, I know you were saying in, uh, episode four, how it looked like, or part four, I should say. So it's not confusing in part four that it looked like she did not find any joy in hurting Leia. Mm-hmm. Right. But then it just seemed weird, mm-hmm. like, because you're seeing all these other frozen and or dead kids that I guess there's no proof that she's the one that did it. But for her to be all of a sudden like, no, I can't kill this specific child. that, Like, I don't I don't really know because what Obi-Wan said to her well, didn't make enough of an impact for her not to be like, yo, I'm going to fuck this kid up so that Obi-Wan comes there. Like, and so when she's there, I, I don't know, it just yeah. seemed...
2: Forced. I, but to your point, I think that's actually a revelation about her character, and that we can assume that she didn't ever personally well, maybe, kill another yeah. kid. You know, like I mean, those people—that there's that... a long line of Jedi in that hallway. Yeah. I don't think Riva personally. Did, yeah, because she's working her way. Them, if any of yeah, them, yeah, she's
1: working her way up. She's right? working yeah. her way
2: up. She's bottom of the totem yeah, pole. Yeah. So, like those people were probably caught by Vader personally, or the, Inquisitor, for the most part, yeah. and then. Or the Inquisitors and all that stuff. So she's and kind you know of what like, else she's the rookie on the
0: job. Let's talk about the Obi-Wan-Vader confrontation in this episode. What did we think of I,
1: this? I didn't love, uh, the fight was great, don't get me wrong. And this is, contrary to other fans out there, this is the type of lightsaber fighting that I like. I can't stand baton twirling, they're like... N- taking time where they could strike each other, but to just twirl and do like color guard or whatever, like um, uh, high stepping type stuff, like uh, where they're just twirling it around their finger. So I like this heavy mm-hmm. hitting, like aggressive thing. So I like that, but um, I don't, the, there was some like flashbacks, right? That he sees, which I thought was a little jarring. Cause I don't know how much we get that in star Wars. So something like that jumps out to me more than anything else to have like flashbacks mm-hmm. cuz you have how many movies and shows and you don't really have them. I think that maybe um if something like she gave she gave Obi-Wan the her Lola, right? Like so maybe if like Lola like flew out of his pocket, that would like fill in the gaps that he's thinking of her and that's how he's getting her his strength. But overall, I didn't want the fight um and then I also think that it actually before in in part 5, it sets up a new hope. Great. And then in this, and when basically Obi Wan turns into Doctor Manhattan for like, like five minutes, and then all of a sudden you go to his his powers now get back to like, like ooh block 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 you know like in the the New Hope fight, and I get mm-hmm. understand choreography and the age of Alchemist. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand all of that, but that's just why it was like it's like this is going to make it more jarring where so much of this ep- this season series. I feel like helped strengthen some of that stuff, and then, I don't know this that fight scene. I was just like, ah! And then like like Johnny, I don't want to take this point away from Johnny, so I'll let him expand on it. But like, why do you leave this guy on like one HP? Like, why aren't you just like finish? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this this is the second time you didn't learn from the first time. This is the second time you're just gonna like leave him, or just assume that he's gonna die it's or so something. F- I don't know. But so I didn't. I love the fight, it's so but funny not the
2: it's so funny because uh, I absolutely love the fight and I agree with you about the choreography I think this is one of the best lightsaber fights they've mm-hmm. ever had and like bar none um, and I loved every moment of it but I also kind of agree that like maybe they never should have fought at mm-hmm. all because this was sort of like the end all be all fight that would finish everything mm-hmm. and then when when he's like I absolve you of all guilt. Like, you know, uh, you didn't kill mm. Anakin. I yeah. killed Anakin. Closing the loop, yep. and then he's like, And he's like, then my friend is truly mm. dead and you're just Darth Vader. And then he walks <laughs> away from him, like he said when he's on 1HP. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, the way you've written everything, the, the, the mm. passion that you showed in this fight, the stakes that are at top, the fact that Obi-Wan's, one of Obi-Wan's biggest mistakes of his life was letting yeah. Anakin yep. live, you know? Because so many people have died because of Anakin. I was like, there's just, they wrote themselves into a corner kind of like Neo flying yes. away yep. at the end of the Matrix. Whereas this one of the scenes where it's like, you've written yourself into a corner where it's like, there really is no good excuse for Obi-Wan to let him mm-hmm. live because even as like an empathetic good person, like, that's like walking away from Hitler and being like, well, he's <laughs> yeah. learned his lesson. It's like, yeah. it's like at this point, it's like, it's like, dude, just, chop off his head, give him a mercy kill like a samurai and then deal with your guilt afterwards. But like, I, 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 as much as I love that scene and love that episode, I was like, they're hindered by the fact that the Star Wars movies exist. And if this, if the Star Wars movies did not exist and any other story, he would have executed him on the spot. But they also wrote this. There there, is one Uh, reason
3: why not. There is one reason why not to kill Vader. And I think they make a mistake by not making Obi Wan. Obi Wan should. If they say Obi Wan understands this, because Vader is the Chosen One. Vader does kill Mm -hmm. the Sith Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke doesn't. Vader needs to live to be the one that brings balance in the Force by killing Vader um but, I, and, but at this point point. And, like and, and the thing is yeah. like, if they set up the stakes that we somehow knew maybe mm-hmm. obi-wan talks to qui-gon yeah. first or something and he mm-hmm. understands that like something teaches obi-wan that he's like no i got to make sure yeah vader lives vader kills breaks balance wow and, and, and yeah. because if vader dies maybe that's loot. a that's great a idea yeah. and then it solves my
1: issue with qui-gon being fucking nowhere and then showing up like, it's your fault that I <laughs> yeah. didn't show up. But um. so but the thing. So that's a great idea. But in the thing in writing themselves into the corner, Johnny, I totally agree with you, except for they wrote themselves into that corner. Like they, they didn't need to write the scene at all. So and but here's did some um, great regulations for character moments. But, but put yes. put that somewhere else.
0: Yes. Well, just addressing that one point really quickly is that so I have to be honest the first time I watched it I didn't bump on that it wasn't until friend of the show James he asked me a couple of days later so why do you think Obi-Wan left Vader alive and I was like huh
2: yeah <laughs> no idea he's no, like because, I'm gonna do the same uh, thing I yeah. did 10 years ago bye-bye and it's like yeah.
0: no so, literally the same the, thing the weird thing about it is is that it's a simple fix like look like, I mean I like Mickey, what you were saying Mickey idea, but yeah. You could even leave the way that it is and, like, contrive some reason why he has to book it out of there in order to survive. Like, you know, very similar. I
2: was going to say, what if he had Vader on the ropes and then he gets the telepathic uh, Mm -hmm. disturbance that Luke is in trouble while, and Vader's too far away from him. And he's like, he has to make a decision, kill Vader or go help Luke. And he goes and leaves out to help Luke, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like,
0: there are a million reasons that you could come up with that are pretty straightforward about why Obi-Wan would have to leave Mm -hmm. and not finish Vader off. That said, though, I think for me, the emotion, the satisfaction of the character moment for me overrides the logic fudging there. Like, even to the point where I was so caught up in it the first watch that that thought didn't even occur Mm -hmm. to me. Like, I think the exchange between Obi-Wan and Vader slash Anakin with, like, you know, half of his mask missing, I think was... I think it might be the most genuinely emotional moment mm. in all of Star Wars. No, it was great. Yes, that's that's yeah. what I was like, talking about. But,
2: I, even more than The Empire Strikes Back, this this show did more with character yeah, than any of them. You don't have to sacrifice that
1: moment. You can have... If you just had mm-hmm. switched that with a, a quick scene with Qui-Gon... In which he says, like, I know what you're about to do, but like, I still believe he's the chosen one. Like, you do, you cannot kill him. Like, there's still hope, or something like that. And that kind of, and then he'll be torn with, Qui Gon saying, "No, there's hope. Like, I'm trust me. I'm like from beyond. There's hope." And then he's seeing Vader be like, "No, Anakin's dead. Like, I am Vader. Like, this is, uh, nothing." And mm-hmm. and you could even had something. We know the grant granting. Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed but survives. So you could even had maybe that scene and then, like, kind of like what a con- like mixing with what Johnny said. Like maybe he like is stabbing like Vader to like kill him and then gets like, like does he finish the job or does he go save Luke and then kind of like assu- like then maybe he assumes that he might die from his wounds or something or maybe that he did kill him like you know like something. Along those lines. Bro. I don't know,
0: man. Like, I don't think, again, after the first time he made that mistake, he assumed, oh, well, he's on fire and screaming. Of, I mean, in two of minutes. he's dead. I mean, of course he's dead. Yeah. But, like, if his intention was to kill him once and for all. I don't think he would make that mistake again. It's like, oh, well.
1: Then I think the only uh, way around it uh, is Mick. Or I the know? other, just
3: to take it back, like, a scene that we kind of skipped. But it, I also think it was maybe a little a, a weird choice is that, like, he takes away the entire Star Destroyer instead of, like, I can take a shuttle and go finish Obi-Wan. I'm going to take, like, the entire Star Destroyer and let the Rebel get away. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I'm, I'm not that upset about it because a certain sense it's like, Vader's like, I don't give a shit about me. Like, I, that, that makes sense character-wise. Yeah, yeah. But also, at the same time, that, that could have been the thing that there's literally at 18, 18, coming down on. Uh, yeah, you know, they have this big fight and then there's a thousand stormtroopers and like,
2: and like, you know. He Obi-Wan could have just like jumped into his TIE fight. fighter and chased after yeah. Obi-Wan in his yeah. own fighter if you or, wanted but to. but if you, like, yeah. you guys just, go I, off I, and do I this get, thing. I get
3: taken the whole, I, yeah. I get the character of Darth Vader saying, I don't give mm-hmm. all these rebels, let's go get obi but like, why not also? Yeah, and lose, then, you know, at least maybe them that's that. what but, stops you know?
1: him them, them from killing Vader is that like, all hell is raining down like with all these troopers and everything like that. So he's got a dip. Like, so you could still have that moment and then have him dip before he could do the finishing blow, yeah.
2: To talk about some, uh, it, 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 there's a bit of a compar- comparison I think you can make with uh, this episode or this show and like The Last Jedi where like the things they do right, they yeah. do really well. And then I feel like there's things on the side that they kind of push under the rug for the convenience of making the other mm-hmm. stuff good. So like this Vader fight was like, to to Murray's uh, idea, they probably should never yeah. have fought again, and I agree. That being said, though, what worked perfectly was when he cut yeah. his mask into two, and they had yeah. the conversation and talking to the filmmaking. The way they mixed the sound of Hayden's voice and James Earl Jones' voice, and it was kind of going is, in and out. Is that the mask? And the look on Hayden yeah. Christensen's face. It's no, dude, like, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. He's, he fucking. I mean, granted, him, he like, had a lot smiling. of help. When smiling? he's like, when, no, that he's, when was, he's talking yeah. to everyone and he's that, like, I yeah. killed Anakin. He's like, he's like, he's like, what do you think of I that did. motherfucker? You know, yeah. like he's so that like, was, not, not Anakin that? in that moment. It's that so good. That was, yeah. that
0: was chilling. For
2: sure. Yeah. That yeah. was
0: absolutely chilling. Like I was like. Like, he's Fuck. enjoying
2: yeah. this, even though he's almost dead, you know? It really and really is like, proof and...
3: that, like, George Lucas is bad with directing actors. Like, that's, it wasn't, it
2: was never, <laughs> I don't, either yeah. he learned a
3: lot in the last 20 years, or it just was like, exactly. George Lucas just isn't good at directing actors. This is his yeah.
1: redemption song, I felt so good you know? that they finally got their day. Like, I was like, all right, you know what, guys, fucking go
2: for it. Yeah, and you, McGregor, like... That is real that Re mute McGregor's like really fucking yeah. crying like in that scene. You can see it like that's not yeah, that's, that's not faking it, man. Like he's no, not it. at all.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Like that moment where he's like, I'm sorry, Anakin, for mm-hmm. all of it. That is the most emotional, like genuine, heartfelt. In, like, like all moving... of Star Wars, yeah. 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 Um, yes. Yes, it really is.
1: <laughs> the the I hate you in the You know what, what I mean? The, <laughs> the Revenge of the Sith was that was, like, pretty genuine yeah. emotion. Like, wh- like that was, like, hate-filled. Yeah, like,
2: but that was genuine. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not like, there's no subtlety. There's no... Uh... Yeah.
2: Sledgehammer to the wall.
0: But the other thing about that moment is that, while I agree, mm-hmm. the I Hate You is, like, really depicted very, very well. The movie doesn't yeah. really bring you there. No, it's... No. So it's like that moment in isolation is like, whoa, shit, like that's intense. But imagine if you really were on that character's side and imagine if you were really invested in the relationship Mm. of Anakin and Obi-Wan and then saw that, that should be heartbreaking. One thing that I will say, though, that I just thought about the other day, uh, kind of out of nowhere, and I found it very grotesque. And I think this was obviously intended. So you watch that scene That scene of Anakin through the Vader mask and he said, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And like how chilling it is. And you realize that three movies earlier, he's like a nine-year-old who says, mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe (laughs) is that nobody helps each other. And it's just, that is fucking horrifying. There's a way that the naivete and ham handedness of these movies really create this like grotesque juxtaposition where that little cherubic nine year old is the yeah. same character. I don't know, like that occurred to me the other day and I'm like, no, like shit.
1: The bits are there. George Lucas just couldn't tie them but, together because yeah. he was so in love with his technology over the acting.
0: Yeah. Well, so something else. So something else Um. that. I think this show really did for me and your opinion on whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing is separate, but I really see Hayden Christensen, Anakin under the mask Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Like when I see Vader, I can more easily imagine Hayden Christensen under that mask now. Like my problem with the way the Anakin Vader storyline is handled in these movies is you never really get the sense of continuity of this one character. Like in the prequels, he's played by two different actors and then he's played by three or four different other actors in the originals.
1: Mm -hmm. And then one more in uh, Rogue One, right?
0: Yeah, right. So the Anakin Vader fall redemption arc sort of an intellectual idea it's not it's not really one that you see on the mm-hmm. screen and you go along with it's like oh okay like this is yeah. that same guy got it but the movies don't really yeah get you there
2: yeah and i think that's like when people say why does this show exist and all these things i think that's why this show exists because it gives us the psychological arc that bridges the gaps between the prequels and the original trilogy because to go from you McGregor and Revenge of the Sith to Alec Guinness and The New Hope, it's like they're two totally, they're not totally different, yeah. but they're very different in their approach. And so this show kind of puts you on that path with that. And then when you think about, like, did we really feel the emotional toll? I'm not talking about little kids that saw the prequels, but I'm talking about grown-ass adults of the original trilogy. Did we really feel the emotional toll of Anakin and Obi-Wan's mm-hmm. falling out in the prequels? Not really, but this show, yeah. we really feel it. And then like you were saying, Josh, like having Hayden Christensen in the suit as Darth Vader for the show, even in that last fight, you can tell he's, he still has mm-hmm. that Anakin aggression, that Anakin bravado is James Earl Jones's voice coming out. But even the way that he mm-hmm. like grunts more and he like, he actually like moves. This is the fastest mm-hmm. I've ever seen Darth Vader move.
1: Well, it would make sense, right? As he gets stronger, he would slow down because he doesn't need like the speed,
2: right? Sure. Or like, I think it's also his emotional state of mind. Like in uh, episode four or part four, when they're Mm -hmm. in the underwater thing and he goes to Mm -hmm. choke and kill Reva, he's like, he's not strolling down the hallway. He's like, he's like borderline, like he's about to go into like a run. He's like, he's like the fastest he can walk. And the way that he goes after after Obi-Wan in this last fight with that same aggression where he's like, did you come here to destroy me? And, Obi, and Obi-Wan and Obi says, I, I will do what I must. And he's like, then you mm. will die. And, he, and then I just watched it earlier today. He's just like, and he just like dives right at of the Obi-Wan and starts pounding on him. And it's like, all of that is a long way of saying that like, that helps bring Anakin forward more through mm. the mask. And so what you were saying, Marie, though, I do think since there is another 10 years to go or so, that Vader will... Become more accepting mm-hmm. of who he is, and he has less of that rage. And he's become more because yeah, like we a never cold see, machine, uh, if that makes any sense,
1: Obi-Wan do anything near what he does in that fight, either before or after. Like, um, but speaking of the mask,
2: but I think that's also that sort of like Zen, sort of Yoda thing where like yeah. Yoda doesn't need to fight by the Empire Strikes Back. And I feel like Obi-Wan at that point is like he. Kind of doesn't really need the fight either. You kind of get the idea that Obi Wan's in control of the situation yeah, in, in the a New whole Hope, time he's yeah, fighting yeah. Vader and the um, Death Star. So is Hope, is yeah. this
1: the mask that uh, Kylo Ren gets, or is it
2: it's supposed to be right? Because then it's no. split. He must have replaced it before no, New but... Hope.
0: So I feel like Vader must have a ton of these spare masks yeah. lying around. He goes back into his shuttle. He pops up <laughs> in the glove box, and he just yeah. he he picks one up off the yeah, off the the stack, right? Cover
2: all my boldness. Yeah, you you kind of just reminded me of something. Um, they there's moments in the show where Obi Wan hits stormtroopers mm-hmm. multiple times, like at mm-hmm. least twice, to get them down. Yeah, and I'm like, I think the show is going out of the way to show that stormtrooper armor and armor and Star Wars mm-hmm. actually does something. Like, and if you think about like. Um, we don't know what the fucking <laughs> velocity is of a laser bolt or the or the slower pressure than the per speed of point light point of impact or whatever. I don't know. But like But you know that when they get hit with a laser bolt, they mm-hmm. just fucking fall down and they're out. But it makes me rethink of everything like maybe not all those stormtroopers that got shot were dead. Maybe they're just down. And cause if Obi-Wan takes two whacks mm-hmm. at a stormtrooper to take them down, and then when he's fighting Vader. He stabs him like three times in the chest plate, yeah. and he slashes. Yeah, I thought his it was back. the health, awesome. right? It that was, was awesome. awesome. Was and, and you the, hear I've his. Never he, he, he does both. He he hits him with the hilt and then he stabs him like oh. once or twice with the saber. And you, you hear I his breathing get the all hill, fucked up and his wheezy. Respirator. And then he slashes. No, but yeah, that's then, what I he thought. He slashes too, his. Mm-hmm. He slashes his back, and then he slashes his face. And none of that goes through his armor, kind of like in *The Empire Strikes Back* when Luke hits yeah. Vader in the shoulder, it just hits him in the shoulder pad, and he feels mm. it, but it doesn't go through. I mean, you know, practicality yeah. of, expects, of effects and stuff. But either way, it's no point. But I just feel like this show kind of made me rethink well, everything. Like, force, maybe not all the stormtroopers are force dead. Maybe we just like a bit down with, for like force injury a bit or, or bit something with the like that.
1: Trooper armor too, like uh, like when they're getting stabbed, this so I feel like it like breaks and cra- like it's not just like there for show yeah like it actually
0: you know what was cool but, about the um about obi-wan going for his life support system like it actually reminded me of all things when he was fighting mm-hmm. general grievous in episode yeah. three and like mm-hmm. he he kind of does that same move he finds his like life support yeah. system and he goes after yeah. it and busts it up
2: i don't That's know it's because obi-wan's the smart jedi you know too bad he just yeah. hates killing these um <laughs> 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 to be fair,
0: that is a part of how Reva redeemed herself, right? She she decided to be merciful and Yeah, not but
1: her her mercy saves do what she like would. the galaxy overall but and that a little spirals. boy. <laughs> Obi Wan's mercy destroys yeah. planets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> As the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Well that's that, well that's the thing, like she's she's trying not to kill an innocent little kid. He has a psychopathic serial yeah. killing who murderer kills kids? who's genocidal. Who no, kills like, right, right. kids? I'll let you off with a pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who kills kids? Who who, who ends up blowing up yeah. a planet? and He's like, I'll I'll you're let you right. go with a with a pass. Don't you, you know? do it again? Kill Don't on you spot. do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're I made a mistake once. Shame on me. But make yeah. my mistake yeah. twice. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> you're not. <laughs>
0: you're not you're not wrong the only yeah. thing that i the only thing that i can say is that i have a hard time bringing myself to fault
2: somebody no, for not murdering somebody i know somebody. but then like uh was I'm ignoring it two or context. three movies later he's like <laughs> hey luke kill your dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. and that's luke's like point. i have to kill my dad he's like yes make up for my mistakes that i did twice no that's what well, he doesn't point. obi-wan also doesn't he, kill
1: in uh yeah. hope either he we like, get it bro get you it. don't want to kill him jeez Mickey I
0: think the only way to read that I think you're right like somehow Obi-Wan must know that
2: he See, has to like, stay alive to kill the emperor
1: or, yeah, or he has something to stay alive Luke to lines. kill him
2: or something he just knows there has to be some sort of It has to it has to be Luke Luke mm. is the uh, the avenue to Vader not Obi-Wan that's what Obi-Wan is thinking
0: because the reason Vader decides to kill the emperor is because of Luke so I mean that tracks, I think that's has, kind of my headcanon like, now. But it you kinda could has because otherwise it's sort of You
1: didn't have to shoehorn in Qui-Gon at the very end to just be like, Hey, I was here. Too bad you couldn't see me when you most needed me, and now that you don't, I'm gonna just ride your coattails of victory. But like but if they would have had that when they're so busy trying to close all these like new hope loops that they opened up with this show like, why not close that one of why Obi-Wan does not kill Vader? Like, and you could have had that just in, like, a discussion. Like, one scene, which, like, you're not fitting into a time slot. You could have added a scene to it. Like, it's not like you have to fit in commercials and mm-hmm. then be done by the next, the time the next show starts. Like, that's the problem with the writing for me. I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about this this episode and also the tunnels. But other than that, um, it's just like, you're creating this show out of nowhere, so you could do whatever you want with it. You could add whatever scenes you want. You could not have whatever scenes you want. So why are there these big like holes? Oh, no Mara, no this, is yeah, it's <laughs> this is literally how it happened. This is literally how it happened. They're just writing it down. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I was really happy that Baru actually had a moment in this show. Because they yeah. brought her back for like a wide shot when, when Luke is like pretending to fly the pod racer and it's like she has no lines. And I was like, well, they got the actress back. Did they only get her back for a wide shot? And then at the yeah. end well, of the that's how movie, you like, knew
0: that they were coming back.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at the end of the show, she's like, yeah. fuck this shit. Get the guns out. Like we're taking yeah. care of business. Yep. I was like, yo, this is awesome. And like, one's yeah, no, gonna like, have yeah. to fight off, like, Reva? Like, I thought that was such a great scene because they know they can't yeah, win, but, like, yeah, they yeah. do their damnedest to, like, slow her down. Yeah. And they also kept the surprise of, like, well, not surprise, but I liked how when mm-hmm. Reva walks into the room where Luke is, he's already halfway out the door just to even yeah. save that moment of when Obi-Wan shows him Anakin's lightsaber, oh, he doesn't yeah, know yeah. what it is. So, like, he's not, he's still, he's still mm-hmm. ignorant of some of the things that are happening around him, you know? But yeah. I thought that was a whole. I thought that was a great scene.
3: Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought that was a great scene, and it would have been a greater scene if it was just a separate. Cut, scene yeah, when, <laughs> when it was not intercut with yeah. the other stuff, and it would have been such a, it. such a nice epilogue. Would it like and it would have felt very western to me? This very like, oh, it's done. Obi Wan's done. He's safe. He comes home, and then you know yeah. this serpter style shit's going down. Yeah, um, on mm-hmm. his return home is a whole separate epilogue. And I have to say, like, man, Star Wars got really lucky in the prequels getting one of the greatest like working actors to play a bit part, who in like in my opinion, I'm like I'm sorry to most of the other actors as a, as one of the supporting actors, wiped the rest of them off. Like, I mean Irma McGregor did great, Heidi's uh, did great, but like I felt like so many of the other actors were just not great in this show, except well, like Willem um, just absolutely killing it. Yeah,
0: I wanted to talk about how great Owen and Baru are. The show, this episode in particular, really does a lot for those two characters. Like, I think they're fucking yep. awesome. And even Uncle Owen, who I think not totally unfairly, he kind of has like a reputation for like keeping Luke away from his destiny and a life of excitement and adventure. It's like, yep. you know, like he he loved him and cared about him and mm-hmm. was willing to die to protect him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that and then line? And he does. And he has that that amazing line. You know, Reva says something like, "Why are you protecting mm-hmm. him? He's he's not even mm-hmm. yours or something." And he goes like, "He is my own." That's some like depth yeah, because from that we just picture him as imagined. like the evil
1: step uncle that won't let his son jo- join. or Which is jo- what he would,
0: like. That is literally all he is. Yeah, he's
1: like, no, you can't go yeah. join. But then once you mm-hmm. learn that he's going to go join the Empire. And then, like, maybe, just maybe, like, Owen knows (laughs) something.
2: Well, it's funny because I always got the impression, like, I never, even as a little kid, I always liked Uncle Owen and Emperor. Mm -hmm. I never disliked them. And I always, even when I was a little tyke, I always thought that he knew about Mm -hmm. uh, Anakin's father being a Jedi knight Mm -hmm. who got caught up in, like, these adventures, life and death situations. And... He knows that the empire is bad. And so when Luke is like, I want to be a space Nazi and be a pilot, he's like, how about you work on the farm? And he's like, what about my dad? And like, he was a pilot too, Shut the right? Fuck up. Like, yeah, about that. Yeah. No. And yeah. And so like, I always got the, and even before the revelation of him, of Anakin being Vader, you just got the idea that like, he's like, yeah. Luke, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I'm just trying to do the best that I can yeah. as a desert farmer, you know? What? And so I always thought of him as a sympathetic figure, and then when he does die, I mean, it, as much yeah. as Star Wars <laughs> yeah, as likes yep. to gloss over tragedy like that, it is a really good, yeah. like, sweeping epic moment of music yeah. and cinematography, and like, yeah. and so and then, it's supposed to mean yeah. a little yeah. something. You're yeah. not supposed to be like, and good then Luke's written. just like, so right, to like oh morning's man, done. Let's not go. him,
1: you know? Let's go to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. But, but anyway.
3: I, th- I think like, you know, I mean, you could definitely and I think you read into it because I think more than anything, you know, like when you talk about especially A New Hope, it's all it's like a lot of pastiche. So it's a lot of just playing. Yes, off exactly. Tropes of the mm-hmm. homesteader, the homesteader character who's going to be like, no, you can't yeah, do join the right. yeah, you, know, you can't you can't. Oh, you can't drive the the the, the, the uh, be a cowboy and drive the uh, horses across yeah. Texas. You need the right. Armstead type of thing. But but I think, again, that does bring back that, and he said that, yeah, from both, uh, you know, I mean, literally, like, it's a great FX Yeah, yep, it's, it's yeah, yeah. the Searchers, great. Uh, which uh, yeah. uh, starts yeah. all over the it's place. funny,
2: for sure. Yeah. Yes. And speaking about references, Mickey, you tend to bring this up a lot when we talk about Boba Fett and stuff. I, I was actually just thinking earlier during this conversation that um, every show kind of brings a different aspect of Star Wars uh, to the table but concentrates mostly on that one aspect, you know? So, like, with The Mandalorian, I think it has much more of that Flash Gordon serial Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And then with Boba Fett, it's like that pulpy sort of vibe to it, you know? Beginning Western. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, Like, almost Mm -hmm. like the grindhouse Star Wars, if that makes sense. (laughs) And then, like, which also works (whop) with Robert (whop) (whop) Rodriguez. And then with Obi-Wan, it's like, this was like, this is all of the weight, uh, and emotion that people thought they're going to kind of get out of the prequels. And I just feel like this almost like, brought the the emotional character aspect that is in some Star Wars. That yeah, they no, have it with yeah. Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, Mar- Mark Campbell and Darth Vader, you know, uh, Han yep. Solo when he's about to be frozen, but not all of it. But like the entirety of Hugh McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi yep. in this show is just. That which I thought was great. I was like, this show is like all about character. Yeah, I thought it was one of the reasons why like I love like
1: it so 1950s, much. 1950s like space diners, but mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, yeah, <laughs> A bit more. Uh, that's also like,
0: one of the reasons. And I've read this in some places, and I, but I, I have like I like comparatively small smaller. This whole production feels, mm-hmm. um, it does feel in comparison uh, to like the the large will of the prequels like you know this is a comparatively it's a quaint
1: um, almost right
0: of approach and i think that's um kind of helped um uh, by the usage um because the earlier episodes i i'm really starting to the like you know literally and 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 figuring mm-hmm this is happening inside of that stage like i start to feel like i am sort of inside a little stage right for for a lot of them and it, you know uh, uh technology and i shows and they're they're happening is um the makes the mechan uh you know feasible and filmmaking perspective like there's something about um more green screen the more cgi like the the like process of the the actual filmmaking process becomes like the, is from like the material and like the uh, like because like half the time like you
3: the humanity is yeah, like you know half the
0: time like looking character so i like that the the that it that you know end all be all of uh filmmaking uh technology it's like you know it has and it's interesting Mickey. Uh, when we were talking about um dean Cut, no the other cinematographer okay. whose name escapes me uh, um uh, they shoot a lot of exterior uh ween uh, uh in the parking lot because the mm-hmm. uh, the volume for whatever um do it when it, uh uh rep real hard which makes sense if you think about it it's like for the scene uh to as um, the the luminance has uh so it has to be like really really bright. what i keep note some of the shots like you said like the back like kind of like not as as, as um yeah. yeah
2: even the waters of the tower were like a muddy yeah. sort of murky waters to, to, to kind of get yeah, away so with so i that.
0: feel like i'm seeing uh like what like you know film and tv of the 20s is going to look like i feel I feel like everything is going yeah. to be shot on these uh these um these AR uh, sound stages uh uh background uh, the um of CGI took 30 years ago like it works for certain things used well for for it. Uh, uh um what well, uh, we're starting yeah. to see with the volumes
3: I I yeah, we're, and I, I, we're I, yeah, the I, limits I, of it yes yeah well part of me is wondering are we seeing the limits of it or are we seeing again my my issue my other big issue with this show is the volume stage is is the visual effects uh on top of i think some of the writing issues and i think what part of me is wondering if, if it's not a limit issue it might be the same issue we're seeing where is this disney pulling back the, the money pulling back the support um putting too many maybe like less craftsmen more producers um, I, that, that's why I'm really curious, like behind-the-scenes stuff that we might hear. Like, is is this like Disney just actually maybe it's the limits of crafting or is it literally D- Disney giving them half the people, half the funds, half the time than they were in Bubba? And that's what we're gonna, I, and that's what we're going to see going in the future. You know, and it's going to look worse because they they can get worse because now we're in full-on content. People will watch this. You know what? You know, let's start actually like
2: cutting cutting where we can. I think it's one of those things where. It's about the the priorities of the filmmaker because uh, we talked about this with the book of Boba Fett where you're like, why does everything look so kind of flat and whatever? And then they have the one episode of the of the, where the Mandalorian shows up and he's on that ring planet. None of that looked muddy to me, Josh. All that looked very crisp and great and like, but you can tell they put in the effort to get that shot to make it look cool. And you see the lights go over the chrome head of his mask. And so I think the talking about Obi-Wan in particular, he goes from one brown rock planet to another brown rock planet to another brown rock planet. And so the volume, like everything in the backgrounds is gonna be kind of like muddy because of like what they're choosing to show. And then also, what are they choosing to show? Are they trying to show cool shots? Sometimes they do with the glowing lightsabers, but for the most part, as we see, they get that handheld camera into like the actor's face to show his real tears, to show these acting moments. So all that time that could be go into showing really cool shots with a guy that has a cool mask that has no facial expressions, they're putting into like maybe I don't know. I'm I'm assuming this. They're probably putting this into maybe the third or fourth take of an actor's delivery, or them going through their paces and finding a scene. And so, they're not. They don't have that luxury of The Empire Strikes Back, where they went over budget and schedule to get both. Yeah, but it's like the limits are shown by the priority of the filmmaker. Because if the if the filmmaker really wants the volume to look the best, it will but they won't have those same emotional moments that Obi-Wan Kenobi had in the show, is what I'm trying to say. But it would have looked dope, (laughs) you know? I
0: think this is a case of yes and. Like, I think both of you were right. I think that, the focus of the filmmaker here was on getting those moments. But to Mickey's point, you know, Star Wars TV is a factory now for Disney+. Plus. So the amount of time that they have to get the show in the can, and also with the knowledge that they are on the volume stage and they're not traveling from location to location, I think that they can do more with less time, but it's still less time.
3: Yeah. Right? I, 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 nope. am, I am going to be... Um, not as not like this idea of like, you know, like, Oh, the priority So I, I don't know if there's a filmmaker buying this. That's I, I'm watching this show. I'm like, I don't know if there is a auteur. I don't like, to me, this feels like a show by committee, no a show by producers. That's the sense I'm getting. I'm like, I, I'm going to, I tried to watch the Moon Knight show. I got, I couldn't. Um, and I'm getting the sense from not, and again, not just Disney, Disney plus, definitely Netflix is way beyond that. Netflix is just, you know, not, but I, I think we're facing, I, you know, like I think TV got mm. good for a while right and now i think i think we're facing are we going to have the next era of a teams and you know other kind of just tv's just not going to be great movies and it's it's a money-making business and they're going to cut cut corners where you can and we're just going to get shows yeah, that are just it's like going to hey, go in okay, like a TV, cycle TV, right? it's nothing it's right? great it's nothing like, you know uh... we're, I, yeah the the uh, prestige tv is dead no and i think that that's what we're in we're in this pre-prestige era right. tv where it's it's going to be again we're not they're not going to let david chases do their thing anymore we're going to have kathleen kennedy she's got a thing. very impressive or, or resume though but better the, or worse um, but she's not but i'm saying she's not all auteur she's a producer like we're, we're in the era of producer choices not not david you know i mean i guess obviously they just i mean of the no yeah yeah, yeah i get it producer, I produce, but but you know, where, where would you I, put I, this yeah, with our, um yeah yeah book but also boba the other fett,
1: thing though because i feel like what you're describing seems felt more like book of boba fett than this than obi-wan did to me like um like this definitely felt like it had more heart than Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett seemed like committee. Like that the way I kept describing it was it was just felt like very flat. Like there was no like not even depth in terms of story, but just even like just visually, there's no cool shots in it. There was no anything. Like this had cool moments, could good, good character development. But um would you would you say like that this is more of um like a committee type thing that bookable, of if it was or, or are you putting them kind of like equal level
3: i I, I think it's we're, we're just going down this way. It, it's 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 the next step, like in the book by proof step. and I, I I think what saved this show is I think Erwin Gregor. it's so funny that just to think about that, like you know, his uncle Dennis Lawson told him like mm-hmm. this sci-fi shit, this Star Wars stuff, like you don't want to get involved, man, it's not good. And somehow it's like you can just tell us become yeah. Ervin Gregor's like babe this character. That he loves more than anything, and I okay. and I think that's what saved the show. I, I think more than anything, the only thing that saved the show for me is that huh. Erwin McGregor like yeah. loves okay. Obi Wan Kenobi more than anything, you know, and that's well, and that and that's definitely a saving grace to the show. And I, I, I and and I and I fear what the next oh the next Star Wars show at least at prequel looks good, and I think part of it is they're not using that that the, that stage uh, from the, my sense of that indoor show. I
2: um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, they're I, using it to some degree, but that's um, sure. I think we're, I'm a little bit more optimistic because I feel like when we talk about prestige uh, TV, we're talking about um, usually fantastic writing with showrunners that do the entire show and uh, the stories and subjects are like, you know, The Wire, The Sopranos, Mad Men. These are shows that don't need the volume and the budget. And so, uh, you know, you just got to go to Jersey. And so when it comes to like doing bringing Star Wars to TV, that's a monumental task. And since the the, the biggest challenge to TV is uh, both budget and time, um, like I said before, I think they're just prioritizing the things they want to show. And even though as much as I love obi Kenobi and The Mandalorian, they still haven't found that perfect marriage of everything that makes Star Wars, Star Wars. Because I feel like what makes Star Wars, Star Wars is so much. And so with them, they're like, All right, let's concentrate more on this aspect with this character and more on this aspect with this character. Like, like Andor is going to be the spy Star Wars. And and that's going to make a whole different thing. And so, like, I think they're still finding their paces, you know? And they're trying to figure out uh, the best way to move forward. And I, I you know, I, I admire that, just seeing it. I'm just scared that it's a business, and they're going to find
3: the wrong page. They're going to find
2: the wrong. Piece. Well, yeah. And, and I, well, the other thing, to learn the want... wrong lessons.
3: Yeah, and the other thing I will always say about CGI, and I assume about the same thing with with this volume stage, and it's the same thing with why the other big TV we've been seeing the last twenty years has been reality TV. It's all union busting, in in my opinion, too. A lot of this stuff is this is like how do you get around IATSE? You know, you you don't build sets. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, that may be one of the um, side benefits from the point of view of the studio. But I don't think like that the creators are going
1: out to to do that. It's more from up above. Right. Is that or do you know, like it's yeah, like it's not like. Yeah. It, yeah. For lack of a better. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I Debra mean, like, George not Lucas like... was big on CGI and George Lucas oh, okay. is a famous union. Yeah. So I I don't think there's a coincidence that, that the prequels are very oh, big okay. on, on
0: CGI. I don't think that that's anyone's specific motivation with these shows i think like the innovation of this you know is what is what allows for the epic scale for the small price tag you know like it just wouldn't be economically viable but a part of that though you know is it is cheaper mm-hmm. because it's a smaller crew for less so time the, so i mean like the volume so, I mean, state yeah so i mean or
1: values whatever it wasn't created to break up like and avoid unions but that's how it's kind of being used do you know what i'm saying like no. Oh, okay. Well, uh, again, I'm misunderstanding everything because my thought would be like, I don't think someone's creating this, like, well, how could we get past unions and stuff like that? I. Well, yeah, I, you're yeah. obviously way, way more <laughs> versed in this than I am.
2: I'm also way more paranoid, here too. I think the volume is much more of a response to just blue screen. Like, we can't act against blue screens. We yeah. need a reference for things. But then it's for getting abused and it by the them, and, uh, to, both on. Well, yeah. every system will find a loophole to abuse things, you know?
0: Yeah, so I mean, so the same thing happened with CGI and like the amount of visual effects houses
3: that are non-union and horribly paid, horribly compensated, horribly paid, no. especially when you no. consider the hours they put in, and that's like the big thing with them. Mm. And and then a lot of these ones they go out of business, mm. they leave people in the lurch mid-career, they they shudder. them. exactly, yeah. What was that the so, Life of Pi visual
2: yeah. effects? They won the Oscar and they and they went out yeah. of business immediately because of that movie or something like that.
0: Yeah so I mean Mickey like I hear you like this is definitely a part of that story the only thing that I I can't quite bring myself to say or believe is that the explicit intention with the creation of this technology was to union bust I think it's a like, un- un- that is then embraced yeah. for sure. So, I mean, like, to the extent that every technological breakthrough is made and then employed without mm-hmm. regard for how it will affect labor.
3: Yeah, it's exploited. Uh, it's not even like it's It's just it's like some, someone made a piece of technology and then it's exploited by filmmakers and just be like, well, let's see. We can like they look at their, their budget or time yeah. like, oh, we can save some money by just doing this, you know, without squibs.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like I could I could see that happening. But like, I guess. Where I'm kind of with Josh, where like I'm having a hard time making the leap f- to it being like a conscious slash kind of malicious intent to it. Like for, for just say, uh, I'm just using names just off the top of my head. Like I don't think like I'm picturing like say like Robert Rodriguez like being like, oh, I want thi- this scene. I wish there was a way to do it. And someone is like, well, we can't build the set that big, but we have this thing, you know, like almost like, um, like, Robert Rodriguez is not like, all right, how do we get past this union bullshit? Maybe he is. I have no idea. But, like, but I think, like, if I understand what Josh is saying correctly, it's just like when it comes down to that level of how it's being used, like, I don't see like Robert Rodriguez or what's her, uh, Deborah Cho or Re- being like, all right, how are we going to get, to, Like, I think it's like the best tool that they were given. And then it just so happens that it's like fucking everybody over. Um, but then also they don't. Seem to care if if they're aware of it and they still continue to use it because yeah, I I
2: think I think Obi Wan Kenobi is a union man. Oh, for sure, you you can tell he was mad at that boss there. And the yeah, yeah, (laughs) I have a a question exactly. I have a question. Um, Hugh McGregor has said he would be uh very pleased to come back to play Obi Wan Kenobi again, and so did Hayden Christensen as but Darth Vader and whatever. Do we want? because I, I think agree. they should uh, leave it be as well, because I, I feel like I feel like they can't keep going back to the well. And even like Luke Skywalker, who for my life was like always possibly my favorite Star Wars character. Um, I don't want to see him again. Like I and I, I was like, let him be like, I don't I don't want to see CG Luke. I mean, I, I like the idea if they were going to do it to recast him. I don't even want to see recast Luke. Just let him be. And so that's where I stand with like seeing all of these characters over and over and over again.
1: I just want something that doesn't relate to this Star Wars, the Skywalker saga at all. Like, don't get me wrong, if the Empire has to be involved because they're the overarching yeah. villain or government, okay, whatever. But like, I don't need, like, that's what I thought Mandalorian was at first. And it, like, don't get me wrong, I love Mandalorian. But it was, but then all of a sudden, and you're just like, well, it was. Like, Yeah, it's just like, all right, if I see one more Skywalker, I'm going to fucking scream. Or if I see Tatooine one more time, like, just give me, like, it's an infinite galaxy. Give me other stories. Well,
0: see, 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 here's my thing with this, because I was actually thinking about this last week. Maybe we've got it all wrong. Like, maybe Star Wars is not a fictional world. It's not an infinite galaxy. It's a mythological construct, right? And if George Lucas's aim with Star Wars was to create a modern mythology, then telling stories about these events, about these characters. The specific and...
1: people. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: And in and around yeah. them, before and after them, but always tied to them okay. to them is, is maybe what Star Wars yeah. is. Because without that mythological framework, without these particular characters and these events, Star Wars isn't really Star Wars anymore. It's like Dungeons and Dragons in space. Yeah.
1: I'm not opposed to that, but. <laughs> well my my only counterpoint
2: yeah I'm, I'm fine with that my only counterpoint to that is uh, Tolkien with the Lord of the Rings he developed his own mythology for that and that right. spans like 30,000 years of history that like he goes into and this is one of the scenes where it's like Star Wars seems too timid and I think this has a lot to do with like the difference between novels and movie making because in the novel it wasn't like Oh and then Tolkien utilized Harrison Ford mm-hmm. the biggest star of his time to play Frodo in his book. It yeah. was like he was like he was just a character in his book, so when you left it up to the mind, you can do all these things, but with movies like they're really hesitant to get away from these iconic images that people have. Oh that's yeah, that's and an so, interesting point. And because w- with Tolkien there is no iconic image except for the one that you make in your mind. So with Star Wars, it's like mm-hmm. they can go a thousand years into the past or the future, but they don't want to because that means no more X wings, mm-hmm. no more Han Solo, no more. Sure. Whatever. So, so, but and also, they don't want to. They don't want to. So, but get once too again, far away.
0: you know, I think you're hitting on something there. You know, Star Wars was conceived of in large part as a cinematic experience, and I don't know if you can divorce that iconic imagery from that like intrinsic Star Warsiness. I think you can try, you know, Mickey, you said something interesting on the Jedi pod. You know, you were like, you never really had any interest in knowing anything that happened uh, before nope. Star Wars for nope. A New Hope. I kind of understand what you mean. You know, in a certain way, it's without these characters, without this central conflict, without the iconography, like, I'm not that interested.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you're going to go to the point where, like, we don't want to, you know, see this people or anything, you gotta make something else, and like, why not just make another sci fi show? And and that the same thing is like when they have tried, they don't, and, that, and that's why, you know, I don't, think well, because Disney did try to make a non Star Wars side. They may try to be John Carter and it was a flop and like, shit, okay, we got to buy Star Wars. And if we're going to buy Star Wars because Star Wars is going to have a fandom because the fandom is going to like the Skywalkers and the Chewie, like we got to have the Skywalkers and the movies. There was always a financial imperative to
0: make more Star Wars, but the difference is before there was that financial imperative to make more star wars along with the personal interests and preoccupations and vision of you know a single artist in the form of george lucas now that you remove that then the only thing that is there is the financial imperative and there is no one who will say okay you know what i think that's enough i don't think right. there should be more." so there is this need to figure out how to keep on making Star Wars. And that's why I do think they will move beyond the Skywalkers and the everything. Whereas like, there's a part of me that sort of wishes that we kind of move on.
1: Oh, well, that's what I'm like. It's so like incestuous now. It's like, I get it. This person's related to this person and everyone's got to be related Mm -hmm. to somebody else from somewhere else in the saga. And it's like, they had like this, it's like the Skywalker container and then every single thing that they think of every show, every movie, every character has to fit into the same box that's not growing with it. And so it's just like... Yeah, but that's it, also right. kind of I mythology, mean, though, isn't I it? Mythology could get so... Well, like, it's, but it's see, like, weird. say for and religion, religion and like, I could give you, like, stories that maybe, yeah, if you follow this person to this person to this person to this person, like, throughout, like, you know, 20 generations, they'll be, you know related to king david or something like that but that's not the whole thing you know and they and they do that like in the beginning of the book of matthew they just say like they give um like a whole list of jesus's genealogy so you could see how it goes all the way back to like adam and david and stuff like that so there are aspects to it but then like there's going to be stories of like gideon and jonah and stuff that don't have they don't like tie into it's not like Oh, Jonah is like the nephew yeah. of Peter. Like, you know, it's, it's not like that. So it's, it's bigger. I don't know. It's like bigger than this infinite galaxy. And it takes place. If you, if you believe it literally, uh, like on earth, like, you know, it's like with just one planet, probably one continent, right. Like at the, or between Africa and the, and the middle East and stuff like that. But
2: Well, I mean, like the idea of like Mm -hmm. the fall of Lucifer and Adam and Eve and that has nothing to do with like Jesus on the cross. It's so far removed. It's not like Jesus died on the cross like two days later. There is like a span of time that led up to that. Like it's so like there are stories to be told for like, I I think, Josh, when you talk about mythology, it's almost like I kind of get this impression of like talking about Zeus, like hanging around with Greeks and Hercules. But, like, like going to bring back Tolkien again, there were so Nerf. many in the Cimmerillion, which is kind of like the Bible for the Middle Earth, when they, they go into so many crazy-ass stories before, like, the sun mm-hmm. is even created, you know? Like, yes. like and it's right. just, like, no, one of those things no, where it's, like, and no, then there's, like, another the... 20,000 years of history before Lord of the Rings even happens. No, exactly,
0: like... exactly. But the Cimmerillion, is that how you say it? Yeah. Cimar- Simmerillion, that's not the main event, like Apocrypha, that's yeah. like, <laughs> the footnotes in the appendix, right? It's like but, the main yeah, event yeah. is the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, like, the Hobbit. Sort uh, a of. A
2: if, if you read it, because I've, re- I've read the Cimmerillion and like there are things that they gloss over and then there are things that they concentrate on. But like the point is that like everybody who reads it and likes Tolkien has such a passion for the Cimmerillion because of the stories that are told in there. And some of those events could be a couple pages long or just one chapter. But it's like, your mind is like, oh my God, like all of this, like information and all this stuff is so cool and they could easily make a movie out of it or something. That's why Mm -hmm. I was getting frustrated. I don't want to go too much on the Lord of the Rings, but that's why I was getting so frustrated with every Mm -hmm. single game and thing that came Mm -hmm. out about Lord of the Rings was about the fellowship. And it's like, guys. That's like if you're doing like the history of the world and you're only talking about World War Two. Which is th- th- almost what they do exclusively. <laughs> exactly. And that's and Star Wars is the same thing. It's like you're only well, talking about the Rebel vs. Empire things. Like give us like the Julius Caesar of Star Wars or give us the give us well, the except- you know, like give us give us something you can still have Jedi and lightsabers and force and whatever, but like but just give us something that's different. Yeah, know? I mean
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just think, like, without that unifying idea, why is it still But the unifying idea doesn't
1: have to be the Skywalkers, though. It could be other aspects. It could be the Force. It could be,
2: because it's the cinematography. It's the Force. It could be the Jedi Knights. It could be uh, spaceships. It could be uh, scoundrels. It could be uh, good versus evil. And you could have, like, you know, laser guns and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to yeah and like all those things are very star wars i mean like even if you look at like the sequel trilogy they were really uh Mm. trying to bring back the old characters and the old iconography the x-wings and tie fighters but like i don't think people like uh no but no but without a unifying idea yeah like 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 right like 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 ray no one knew who she was but people liked her uh She didn't have to be a Palpatine. She just could have been her own person, you know? But the reason why
0: that was interesting is because it was in conversation with the previous films. Like, it only had meaning because of what had come before.
2: Well, that can be a natural step because I feel like like they can make, let's say they make another new trilogy of movies. It would obviously be after the sequel, so that would be connected to the last trilogy. And then eventually, Mm -hmm. like real history, when you get down to, like, movie number 35... It's yeah. no longer connected to A New Hope, but it's connected it's to like the previous with movies that at... connect to A New Hope, you know? So, like, right. eventually no, we'll I'm all saying. get to Abraham Lincoln no, at that's... some point in history, but you no, know. But
0: that's what I'm saying, though. Like, do we need this?
2: No, we don't. But it's this, and that's what I was saying. Like, we don't need another Obi Wan Kenobi show, and I don't want to see Luke Skywalker ever again because I feel like those stories are told, <laughs> you know? Which is going back full circle <laughs> to what we were it's talking like... about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because cause it's, like, I know that the MCU is not, like, the greatest example, but, like, if you look at it, everything led up to a, the first Avengers, That and then, like, branches of that, like, the, I'm really into Daredevil now, Um, thanks to friends of the show, James. Um, But then, like, even the show Daredevil talks about the incident in New York, right? And then as we're going, now all the shows talk about, like, the blip, right? They don't exactly. talk about the incident in new york anymore because it's so far removed and so you could do something like this but it seems like the, everything revolves around this and then like going back to like you know um my only as- aspect of religion that i truly know which would be the bible like you'll i could give you a story of like um a judge that and it's got all details he's a left-handed judge and then he like killed the big fat king while the king was taking a shit true, true well true story in the bible no um but the thing is like, but that's, that's like it, like, I'm sure it has bigger ramifications and everything like that, but it's not like, oh, Ehud, the judge is mm-hmm. cousin to this person. Who's this person, this person, this, and then all the way down the line. No, he's just like the left, a left-handed judge that like, and like, I don't know why he's like, or anything like that, but it is a mythology in, into itself, but it just, it's like one story in The world that is the bible like it's not it doesn't tie into anything i'm sure history dominoes to a certain way but that's not the whole point of it like samson is referred to later on in the new testament by in some letters that paul's writing he talks about the heroes of faith and but samson hasn't been relevant since way back in the the book of judges himself
0: and yeah i mean i'll put my cards out on the table here like obviously i'm a huge star wars fan i'm doing a podcast (laughs) about star wars for crying out loud that's why we're on it yeah i know (laughs) but you know i think what i'm really chafing at is there's less room for new stories new films new works as long as the star wars and the marvels and the you know the franchises are you know where the money's at and it's just I yeah. guess I'm just a little frustrated that the that financial imperative driving all decisions is sort of the main yeah. reason why Morse Star Wars exists. Like, uh, not to be Pollyannish about it, because obviously I can't say this enough times. George Lucas was also making Star Wars to make money, among other things, and I guess I'm a little more sympathetic to someone who genuinely believes in what they're doing and it's like a very personal specific point of view that was coming through versus this like headless monster that will keep rumbling (laughs) across the earth
1: dermamu i've come to bargain i guess where where like i'm in agree agreement and kind of wrestling too it's like why isn't like star wars should be big enough that somebody that's not driven purely by money, that just has a good story to tell, can tell it in the Star Wars universe without it having to tie into everything else. Like Yeah, with I think with Taika White is trying like that, to
2: do that with his stuff. Uh, I think he says it has nothing... Yeah, I think yeah. he said he would only do it if it had nothing to do with the Skywalker saga or I, I might be I might be mistaken. No,
1: I mean, but that's what he kind of does with um with Marvel, right? I didn't see Thor. I don't even think it's out yet, but like I saw a story where he like added stuff into Thor to just be like, Oh, just to see what the next guy's going to do with it. I don't know. I have no, like, just like almost kind of like having fun and just telling like these self, cause even Ragnarok didn't really have anything to do with anything else. It was kind of like a, its own standalone thing. It had some aspects. And then there
2: was, there's like one mid credit scene that ties it to the, to the infinity, uh, War yeah movie. which they d- but i also think that the marvel phenomenon is an interesting experiment because um it, i thought it was awesome that it really did lead up to the culmination of infinity war and then endgame and then i just thought they should have just stopped yep and like and after endgame they should have been like let's chill out for like yeah 30 years or maybe that's too long but you know what i'm trying to say or just just do something different or like Get yeah. out of the MCU and have standalone movies or whatever. But like, but there is that sort of thing where it's like, at what point do mm-hmm. people have to walk mm-hmm. away from things as a filmmaker and as a fan? Because uh, you know, like the the, the filmmakers would never <laughs> tell us not mm-hmm. to come see their movies because they want our money too. But at the same time, we have to remember that like we have aged out of the primary target audience for most Star Wars things. And so when do we recognize that we have to walk away? When do filmmakers recognize that like we shouldn't touch Star Wars again for fifty years, you know? I know that's a discussion that happens a lot with like the alien franchise and like why how, why is this not working? It's like maybe it's because we're we just keep putting their heads on it. You know, it's one of the things where it's like, when do people walk away? And since that financial incentive mm, is there, that, yeah, they will never walk away until audiences stop streaming it and stop buying tickets and then that's when they stop
3: what do you think's gonna what do you think's wheels are gonna come off first marvel or star wars that's an
0: excellent Disney. question
1: marvel's getting
2: too big in my
1: opinion marvel because it's like oh i want to see you know multiverse of madness so i need to see all 28 other films and tv shows yeah. first whereas like I, it's just getting and now that they're lumping in like multiverse of madness like you basically needed to watch wandavision for that and i feel like that's one of the first ones to do it and you're just like oh so now we're doing don't get me wrong like if if daredevil like i'm i'm the biggest fucking daredevil slut right now but um so Mm -hmm. i want like i'm reading one right now in which like spider-man's blind and daredevil's like that showing him the ropes of being blind like that's a story that will never be told in the MCU because it's not like flashy and cool and stuff like that, but it's a great story with heart. But I,
2: I actually I actually think the wheels would probably ironically I, I think the wheels would probably fall off Star Wars first, but for a different reason. I think I think Marvel is so super prolific that they already've had things that were like missteps, but they just trained yeah. through it because of their momentum. And so they're like, that was a misstep. We're going to do the next one. It's going to be better. And Solo almost, like, so- Solo almost killed Star Wars. Solo Solo almost killed Star Wars dead in its tracks, and it was a financial success. Like and like and it, and critics kind of like liked it. And like in Solo, they were like, we need to rethink Star Wars. That's why Obi Wan Kenobi's a TV show now. That's why the Mandalorian happened. That's why both. So like, if one of these shows fucking flops, they're going to be like, no Star Wars for. A bit until we rethink something. Like they're way more cautious with Star Wars than they are with Marvel. I think Marvel eventually will just become so prolific they'll be like watching another CW TV show. But with Star Wars, uh with Star Wars, they're gonna be like, yeah, they'll be like, let's take a break for 10 years. Like they'll just take a break, you know? So it's gonna it's gonna happen at some point because the things that they have on the slate are like way too many projects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing the Marvel approach. Any closing thoughts?
1: obi-wan was great i i didn't love the finale but aspects of the finale i really 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 loved overall didn't like the episode but i very much love the series might be my favorite star wars series could be my favorite star wars thing aside from empire strikes back and unrelated daredevil rules and everybody should read daredevil
3: <laughs> mickey any closing thoughts
1: um i'm very happy for
3: Erin McGregor. i think that would you <laughs> wanted. it i think i think he got to do something he really loved and i'm happy for that and um i am also concerned for the future of not just star wars but tv in general what this show i think portends um and um, also just appreciating joe egerton hitting it out of the park johnny
2: i think obi-wan kenobi as a show was uh fantastic it's it like murray it might be my favorite star wars show so far uh but only because my priorities lie in just seeing those powerful character moments i want to see from obi-wan kenobi and darth vader that we could never get for many years um that being said i like to perceive obi-wan kenobi uh, as a Mm -hmm. farewell gift of sorts so like so i feel like this is just like a present to fans being like Here's mm. what we really could have done with you and McGregor and this potential and they did it. <laughs> and I'm like, kudos to you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, yeah, now I can, now I can yeah. put that away yeah. and I don't need to see any more of that. So Yeah. Like it was like it was a really, really yeah. lovely gesture that I thoroughly loved. Like I like I I I I'm on board yeah. with this show, but um I'm also done. Yeah. I think I might be a little bit burnt out with some Star Wars stuff yep. and Marvel and like I want to see some new things. And, uh, so hopefully the volume will open up some more opportunities for, uh, other sci-fi creators to make more movies and shows. I, <laughs> it's funny. I don't even care if more Mandalorian comes out. I'll I watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch everything, but like, but like, I'm honestly, like, I think I'm at peak saturation. Like, I feel like. It's 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 losing its specialness. It's just becoming, like, another thing. And I don't want it to become another thing, so, you know? Something that we were talking about
0: before, I think all of us kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think, you know, Mando, that's a better TV show because it's not about, at least initially, was not about the main players. John, you were saying, like, this show felt very, I forget the word you use but, like, weighty. weighty. yeah. In a way that the others didn't, I I think that's because with this show we're really tapping into that like main vein of the mainline movies. Whereas Mando, it's like a perfect TV mm-hmm. series premise. It's it's just a guy and his son going from town to yep. town and yep. solving problems have and we'll like travel. Yeah, yep. you know gun
2: smoke or something.
0: Like that's a TV show, right? Whereas this is more of a mini series or like yeah, an limited event.
2: series event. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and that's why I do hope yeah. that that it doesn't have a second season. But I mean, then again, <laughs> like. If it does, I'm
2: fine with
1: that. And we'll talk about each episode, yeah. Yeah, we're We're going to watch it,
2: we're going to like it, we'll talk about it, but it's just like the anticipation is so tepid right now for more things. Because we're getting things that we're not even asking for. We're becoming spoiled children at this point, you know?
0: No, I mean, for me, it really is what I was saying. I feel conflicted because on the one hand, I do enjoy a lot of the Star Wars stuff and I am happy that most of it exists. But on the other hand, I have to wonder what the cost is. Like, what is it crowding out that we could be getting that's new and interesting in popular culture? Mm -hmm. What other stories are we not hearing? And how much of this is just sort of the comfy blanket of the nostalgia of things that we loved when we were kids? (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. when the world is such a horrific hellscape right now disney
1: if you're listening it's okay to leave people wanting more you don't always have to satisfy that you can leave them Mm -hmm. wanting more Mm.
0: yeah but that said like i I really enjoyed the show and i do think that it was um you and mcgregor and hayden christensen's finest hour Mm -hmm. in for sure star wars i really do i think it was i think it was worth it uh 100 uh, for that and i do think deborah chow really did some phenomenal work here and i just really enjoyed the ride i thought that it hit the moments that meant the most and there are flaws that you could dwell on but because i love star wars so much because of my love for it and the amount that it gets right i just don't really have the desire (laughs) to like shit on it i mean that's just yeah i'm in agreement with
2: you it's like i'm just admiring the things that they gave me that 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 they that they did well and we did, i really yeah. appreciate it that since we didn't even need to see these things so it's <laughs> like like i said it's like the, it's like the most lovely gesture and i loved it for that
0: yeah and on that note if you like what you heard please visit trashcompod.com where you can rate and review the show and we are trashcompod across all social media <laughs> trashcompod1 on twitter for reasons i'm not going to get into and Hello, we will see you <laughs> on season 2 of Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs>